The story of Saul is a lesson from tragedy for leaders and those who aspire to be leaders. In 20 chapters of the first book of Samuel, we see the outline of this man's life. This physically commanding young man, 1 saw underscore 9 to 2, started as a humble herdsman tending his father's asses, 1 saw underscore 9 to 3, he was not a shepherd, as a footnote. A time of transition. It was the period in Israel's history that Samuel was the affirmed prophet and judge after Eli's death as the high priest. At this stage, Samuel held the prophet and judge's seat. We read that as Samuel was advancing in age, the elders of Israel urged him to already appoint his successor, 1 saw underscore 8 to 5, only this time, they wanted him to be a king, not just another judge. We read in this passage, however, the real motive for the request, they wanted to be like all the nations, read, to be like the heathen who had a human ruler. The first defect in Saul's kingship, although not his own fault, was that it was founded on man's will and not God's. It was a democratic move, devoid of God's wisdom and direction. This decision directly contradicted God and insulted him, 1 saw underscore 8 to 7. Nevertheless, God gave in to the people's request, but not without warning them of sin, 1 saw underscore 8 to 9. So it is a dangerous thing for the church, or for an individual, to pray amiss, because God just may grant what is sinfully lusted after. The lesson we can learn here is that if we are desiring to become a leader, that mandate must come from God, not from people. If God is truly calling us to a leadership position, he will prepare us for that as was the cases of Moses, Joshua, and David. The second defect is that Saul was probably not a true worshiper. Although he was physically attractive, had a compelling stature, and was described almost the same as the physical characteristics of David, they had different vocations. He was tending asses, not sheep. Asses are stubborn and headstrong animals. Sheep are meek and submissive. Here we see good proof that when a man stays long in a job because he enjoys it, that means the job is an extension or expression of his personality. In a sense, David was like Abel. Here the character differences between Saul and David reveal their true personalities. Thus, we see that David had the opportunity to learn about God from even observing the flock alone. Perhaps the asses taught Saul how to rule by force. We might surmise further, that David took on the character of sheep, while Saul, the headstrong character of asses. We also read that David could play the harp, 1 saw underscore 1623, in worshiping the Lord with so much anointing, but we do not observe that with Saul. So, we ask ourselves, why didn't God just pick out the best candidate for the kingship? Why beat around the bush? The answer is that God works in our human dimension and as the omniscient God, knows the perfect time for each individual, and much more so as his people. At the same time, he also knows the end from the beginning. Saul was, therefore, at that specific point in time, was the best candidate because he had the stature of a king, and he also had things to learn from God's hand. I believe that had he humbly submitted to Samuel's spiritual guidance, he would not have erred in his ways and judgments. God gave him a taste of spiritual delights by making him temporarily a prophet, 1 saw underscore 10 11 to 13, and of getting the front seat opportunity of worshiping God with Samuel. These were opportunities presented by God to Saul to shape his character to sheep-like humility. Obviously, Saul did not develop his spiritual potentials and instead busied himself with temporal kingship. When we lay aside the spiritual disciplines in favor of temporal concerns, we move into the danger zone. The third defect is that Saul allowed worldly concerns to crowd out his spirituality. Because of this, he made decisions on his own without consulting God through Samuel, 1 saw underscore 11 to 4 to 7. Although we read that the Spirit of God came upon Saul, 1 saw underscore 11 to 6, it was in the same manner that happened to Samson who was walking in the flesh. God can use us according to his will and purpose in certain situations, but it would be best if unction was accompanied by his direction. 
As a result of this, he committed another sin, XO. 30.12, when he numbered the people, 1 Sam 11.8. He commits this not once, but twice, in 1 Sam 15.4. Thus, we stumble and fall all over the place if we do not walk in the Spirit. Although such a man can still have the victory over the enemy, 1 Sa underscore 11.11, these can make him lose the overall picture, that it is God's will to destroy Israel's enemies, and at that time, God would send judgment through Saul's hand. Without a macro view and understanding of what was doing, those victories put pride in his heart and made him prone to commit other sins. As these defects remain uncorrected in his life, the fourth defect surfaced, where he was emboldened to assume an office that did not belong to him, 1 saw underscore 13 to 8 to 13. With this sin of presumption, his sentence becomes final and executory, 1 saw underscore 13 14, 1 saw underscore 15 35. His spiritual life spiraled downward, and the fifth defect manifested itself, that of direct disobedience, 1 Sam. 15, and lying, compare 1 Sa underscore 15 to 9 with 1 Sa underscore 15 15. A host of other sins begin to surface. Because of pride, he tried to coerce Samuel to preserve his honor before the people, 1 Sa underscore 15 25, became envious of David to the point of being murderous. Saul's basic defect was that he did not stay in humility after he was chosen as king. Even if the mode of selection was not exactly God's way, I believe had he kept his heart humble, God's grace would have continued in his life and he would have become a great man of God and a great leader. Take these home. These are humbling thoughts for followers and disciples that leadership positions can be obtained by the will of man. Before God, this means nothing because what matters to him is not how we rule, but more importantly, how we are ruled. Positions of success are very dangerous places. It is where the human heart will seek to assert itself, and it is there that we need to be very keen to hear and obey God, if we are to avoid the fall that follows pride. Feature image by B0 read from Pixabay.